Hello world, you are welcome to the Young God Podcast, a podcast for gods. I'm your host, Rodney Evo, aka The Young God, aka Undercoza Brother, aka Journalist of the Year. <laughs> In this episode, I'll be taking you through my events, through the events of my mission at the Commonwealth of Zion Assembly, popularly known as Koza. It was an exceptional day, and after having some time to reflect on all that has transpired, I'm ready to speak on it. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Young God Podcast, Under Koza Edition. <laughs> first things first, shout out to my friend Nicholas, without whom none of this would have been possible. He was the first person that I, I called when the idea to infiltrate Koza was born. I called him up, I asked him to sacrifice his Sunday morning to go with me and do Amebo at Koza. I asked him to be my designated driver for the day. And if he had said no for whatever reason, the idea would have died there. I wasn't going to go alone, and I wasn't going to drive myself. And also I couldn't because my car was unavailable. But yeah, that was the thing. Sunday sleep is the sweetest, but witnessing the toppling of a rapist tyranny, alleged, was even sweeter. So, thank you, Nick. Without you, there would be no Undercoza brother. Now, if you remember from, from the beginning of the thread, I said... I usually sleep in on Sundays, but I'm at Koza because I want to witness something. What I was referring to was, I wanted to see if any women would stage a protest within the church during the service when the pastor got to the stage. I wanted to see if the protest outside would extend to within the actual service. That would have been a powerful statement and something to behold. That was my mission get footage of brave women protesting at, at, at the pastor during the Koza service. Though that did not happen, the events that unfolded were just as noteworthy, as you all know. Let me start by reiterating how awesome the Koza service is. Man, I was raised Catholic. Catholic is, you know, more solemn and somber and, you know, more reflective and just low-key, you know, but Koza... And I know, I know how all these Pentecostal and New Age churches are, but Koza is extra, extra. As an independent observer and a first-timer, I was thoroughly impressed with their packaging. Now I understand why they call it the Paparazzi Church. The amount of effort, preparation, excellence, and lighting effects on display was astonishing, even for a Nigerian church. The dance routines, the opulence, the fire worship songs, the vocals of the lead singers, the audiovisuals, high-tech cameras flying all over the place overhead, the video on the big screen cutting between the stage and the facial expressions of members in full worship mode, everything coming together to put worshippers in a communal trance, also known as being in the spirit. <laughs> it is a carefully 
crafted show. Even Beyonce would hire their production manager on the spot if she ever attended. Everyone who got on stage looked like they had a personal stylist on call. Even the backup dancers. You know, so in my mind, it's a place where you go to escape real life. Forget your worries and just worship God or the pastor, whichever one gets you there. You know, the place was brimming with positive, awesome energy that I almost forgot why I was actually there. You would never guess that the leader of the establishment was accused of rape and they didn't care. One thing that stood out to me was the ladies. You know me, I like, well, you don't know me, but I would say here that, you know, I have an eye for the final things and one of the things that caught my eye was the women. They, they, came, they, they came ready, you know, all the girls were perfect, dressed to impress, with labels on their purses and shoes, kneecaps showing, cleavage glowing, wigs of the finest quality, nails did to perfection, their face beat with precision. Lashes, wings, and eyebrows on fleek. I'm convinced heaven must be in Koza. No place I've seen compares to Koza. Girls don't even dress this nice to go to the club. I'm telling you. There was nothing but bodies out there. It was a sight for sore eyes. Everywhere I looked, I saw young, vibrant, beautiful babes who came to slay and to pray. And this is not a condemnation. Let me be clear. It's just an observation. There's nowhere in the Bible where it says you can't slay while you pray. I'm just saying nowhere does it like Koza. Honestly, I get the appeal. I also noticed that apart from the usual ushers, they had these tough-looking security agents in all black, wearing black shades in an already dark auditorium. You know, you know how we talk about those assholes who wear sunglasses indoors. This is how those guys looked. No wonder they couldn't catch me recording those videos I posted. They couldn't see me. I was John Cena in that bitch. They had earpieces, the kind that security agents wear when they are on high alert. So clearly, like me, they expected shit to go down. And I knew shit was real when they started seizing phones and making people delete their recordings. They didn't come here to play, so I had to be extra, extra smooth and, you know... James Bond in that in that in that hall. You know, just thinking about it. I was I would I would hold my phone and put it within my blazer. It's a good thing I chose to wear a blazer that day. Cause I would just hide it within my blazer and then I'll just like, you know, record and uh, do my best so they couldn't see that. I know there was a lady in one of the videos who turned back and she saw me and she actually alerted one of the security guys, you know, snitches. She deserved some stitches for that, but uh, what helped was that when they would look at me, I would just instantly start, you know, shouting, I love you, Pastor. I would start to, you know, get like them, like the crowd, like I was a member, and it would just confuse them, you know, ah, this guy must be with us, so let's not even disturb him. Uh, but then, you know what got me disappointed? When the audience screamed like 16-year-old girls at a Jonas Brothers concert, when the pastor's face came on the screen. He wasn't even on stage, oh. His face just flashed across the screen for like three seconds during the opening presentation. And these babes and grown-ass men and women lost their goddamn minds. I told Nick, 
I, I don't think there's gonna be a protest inside this building, guy. Make we bounce. It even looked like the like the pastor would show. But Nick didn't send. He was already hooked on the Koza show. The Koza experience was in full effect, man. At this point, I'd already started sharing my observations on Twitter. And just as I was ready to quit, the feedback started to come in. Retweets on retweets. People were enjoying my content. And then at that point, I knew that I was onto something here and I needed to get serious. You know, I started to really pay attention and just be an independent observer for real. And it was tough, sure, because the Koza, the Koza drug hits hard. It does. So I was about to quit, but you guys kept me going. That's when the bogus testimonies began. Several well-dressed women in designer clothes and the shiniest jewelry would come on stage and just speak so highly of the pastor. I was like, y'all are trying too hard to protect the image of an innocent man. Like, someone who's innocent doesn't need all this. I felt like I was the only one who didn't buy it because the crowd would go crazy and I was just there like, y'all are a disgrace to womanhood. Your mates are right outside, right outside the building, fighting for you and yours. And you're here, shamelessly kissing the ass and riding the dick of your oppressor. Allegedly. I call it Koza Stockholm Syndrome. Elite level brainwash. But it wasn't until Pastor Biodun came on stage that I finally understood. Everything about him is so unthreatening. From his vocal cadence to his physical presence. He has all the attributes to, to, to thrive in any industry. But being a pastor called by God gave him the biggest platform to utilize his particular set of skills. You know, this guy is more than the pastor to these people. He's their hope, their joy, their inspiration, their role model, their God. He was out here giving instructions and they were just like paying full attention. He even said it, I'm going to give you guys some instructions. You know, the way he said it, I was like, God damn, this guy is, you know, he's got a hold on these people. The women want him. The men want to be like him. He's their fantasy, ordained by God himself. He's a promise of all the good things of life. He is everything that Koza stands for. He, he sold them the Koza dream, the Koza experience. That shit is a drug, man. And he is the dealer. And we all know what the relationship is between a drug addict and his supplier. In relationships like this, all sense of right and wrong go out the window. As long as you get your fix, you won't care if your supplier is a murderer. Uh, let me take a break. I need some water. I'll be right back. Stay tuned on the Young God Experience. Welcome back to the Young God Podcast. I'm still your host, Rodney Avo. In the last segment, I detailed you about my observations and what I think makes Koza so special. In this segment, I'm going to apply a little empathy. I feel sorry for the Koza members, giving themselves over to another human being like that. 
I can't blame them. Koza is a hell of a drug. The Koza experience is a highly sophisticated and intentional machine. It is a powerful blend of the complexities of individual psychology, the social environment, and the unseen world. See, eh? idols are not just in pagan altars, but in well-educated human hearts and minds. This is right in the heart of Abuja, full of educated, well-to-do individuals. This wasn't some rural area where you can use illiteracy as an excuse. Koza is made up of smart, intelligent, literate, vibrant men and women. And even they can't help but be sucked into the show. Education and money is not a protection against the hive mentality. Awareness is. Self-awareness especially. That's why it's important to find God within yourself. To be a God unto yourself. You are a God made in the image of God and you should bow before no man, no pastor, no celebrity, nobody. If you keep looking for God outside yourself, you will find it in others and in things and you will find yourself defining yourself by these idols. You won't even know it. It's like a, a subtle hypnosis. You'll just be a sheep. Lord, let that never be me. What I know is, if our sense of self, our values and our ideals do not originate from within us, but are instead largely influenced, shaped or fashioned by celebrities and other celebrated individuals, we fall under the spell of idol worship without realizing we have sold our souls. We all come to this world with our eyes closed. Sadly, most of us choose to live the rest of our lives that way. We blindly follow anyone who would lead us, giving ourselves over to anything that gives us a sense of purpose or an escape from the drug that is life. And for those of you who worship at Koza and don't believe you're engaging in idol worship, let me say this. When something becomes so important to you that it drives your behavior and commands your emotions and makes you unable to tell right from wrong, you are worshiping it. But I know they won't listen because Koza is one hell of a drug, man. But that's a story for another day. If you know, you know. As a branding expert, I have to note that the Koza brand has taken a serious hit from a branding perspective. It might affect their attraction of new members in the future, especially with words like cult, rape, and brainwash being associated with their name. Which is why the decision for Pastor Bioden Fatoyimbo um, is it just me? Or does what like fat oibo like a fat white man? Is that just me? Did anyone notice? <laughs> Shit. Anyway, which is why the decision of Pastor Biodun to step down was very necessary. This whole allegation and this scandal is a distraction from the feel-good experience and positive brand equity that they've built over the years. It's going to take some time for them to build it back and to gain the trust of the public. But that's if more rape allegations don't surface with more and more evidence.
my Twitter thread definitely dealt a small blow to the Kosa brand. I can add that to my resume. Builder of brands and destroyer of brands. <laughs> but yeah, if they really want to do this right and save the brand, Pastor Beardwin may, may, may have to actually find a way to, to appease all involved. He may have to do for his church what Jesus did for us. He may have to admit, apologize, and surrender himself in order that his church may live. But we all know that will never happen. He may be their God, but he's definitely not Jesus. <laughs> Who dash him? But yo, I have to say that the response to my thread has been unprecedented and overwhelmingly positive. So this is how it feels to trend. So this is why people go above and beyond for a drop of clout. I get it now. I haven't been to Sunday church in months, and the one day I decided to go, I become an influencer. That's wild. I can't make that shit up. People have been asking me if I expected all the positive acclaim. My response to that is, how can? It was a perfect storm of events that I could not have planned. All I know was that I was in the mood to witness something. I went, I saw, and I conquered. Like a motherfucking god. I'm just glad so many people were uplifted in one way or the other by the thread. People messaged me telling me how proud they are of me and how happy and how, how happy they are to know me. Name dropping me to their friends and families. I'm still shook, man. I mean, I know what I did was cool, but I didn't know that it would blow this hard. The thread is still doing Steph Curry numbers. Incredible something. I may never see that kind of, you know, uh, fame again, but hey, I'll enjoy it while it lasts. For me, what's better than trending is, is trending over something positive. I didn't slap anybody. Nobody slapped me. The people were entertained and informed and felt good about the whole thing. And it was all for a good cause. But let's not forget the women who suffer at the hands of men in power and men in general. You know it's bad when a man can say to... When, when, when as a man you can say to yourself with all certainty, I wouldn't want to be a woman in this life or the next. Let that sink in. Because women have it bad out here. And I know that not all cases are made equal, but women deserve our compassion and our support. I see so many women who have their vibrance and glow dimmed because of the frustration and bitterness that comes with the abuse. Just look around you. W women are bitter, frustrated, and fearful. They cannot be their best selves under such circumstances. You know, I saw, I saw women who could be channeling their energy in more, protect, in, in more productive ways under the hot sun on Sunday, protesting over, over something that should be basic common sense. I saw my crush holding placard with black tape over her lips, shouting at the top of her lungs when she could be out here living her best life, slaying and doing the things that make her happy. Life ain't fair, man. And we gotta do better for our women. We gotta do better for each other. Whether you're protesting in the streets or in the sheets, 
or defending a victim in the courtroom or playing spy in a super church. Hurt people hurt people. And our women are hurting. And you know what that means for us men? It will make our lives harder in the long run because we have to marry them. We have to raise them. And if they're not happy, we won't be happy. So if not for them, then for ourselves, let's be more sensitive to their plight. Starting with the pastor's allegation. Let's make it right. So that's all from me, the one and only Undercosa brother. Goddamn, I like that name. Although, after it die, after everything dies down, I'll have to change it back to my usual default young god. But I, I, I look forward to when life goes back to normal. My DMs and notifications are popping off the hook on IG and Twitter. Either way, I'm happy to contribute to the conversation. I did it for the culture. And if you enjoyed this podcast, do share. You can drop a voice message via the link in the description of this episode. Let me hear your voices. Tell me what you think. Whatever is on your mind. And I might shout you out or add it to future episodes. So do subscribe to receive notifications when future episodes drop. The podcast is available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, and everywhere else podcasts can be heard. Except SoundCloud. You can follow the podcast page on IG at the Young God Pod. One word. My personal pages on IG and Twitter are at Rodney Avo. Rodney Avo. One word. And that said, enjoy the rest of your week. Do not be sheep. And remember, you are gods. Rodney, out. And that wraps up this episode. Thank you for listening. If you love this content, do subscribe and do share with your friends and colleagues. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at younggodpod. You can also follow me, the host, Rodney, on Instagram and Twitter at RodneyAvo. RodneyAvo, one word. Do leave some feedback. Do review the podcast and... I'll be happy to hear from any of you. Rodney, out.